0: another episode of Access-Ability. It's a show on YouTube about the video game industry, accessibility, and representation. I'm your host Laura, I'm a white woman with bright blue hair, shaved on one side, wearing a plain black dress. Originally released back in February of 2017, Horizon Zero Dawn is an open world action adventure game where you play as Aloy, a motherless outcast in a matriarchal society on a big grand adventure to work out why there are machines that look like animals that are turning against people, and how the world got into the state of disrepair it is now in. The game's sequel, Horizon Forbidden West, follows Aloy on a new quest to discover the source of a blight that is spreading across the world, making it slowly uninhabitable, and destroying life as it spreads. While very mechanically similar to Zero Dawn, Horizon Forbidden West releases in a very different context to that game. Horizon Zero Dawn is a very polished game, but it released before Sony had really started to make a big push into accessibility, being a big forefront of their first party studios games. This was released a few years before, say, The Last of Us 2 made a big step forward in terms of how Sony prioritised accessibility. While this is a very mechanically similar game to Zero Dawn, it does try and make some steps forward to be in line with those more modern releases, even if it doesn't always live up to those same standards. So today, on Access-Ability, we're going to be doing a review of the accessibility settings found in Horizon Forbidden West. We're going to talk about which settings are present, which ones are lacking, how that compares to Horizons of Dawn, and some of the settings that are present but their practical application isn't as useful as it really should be. Let's start off by talking a little bit about Horizon Zero Dawn's gameplay mechanics and accessibility settings, before moving on to those present in Forbidden West. Horizon Zero Dawn does feature a handful of accessibility settings options, but a fairly small number compared to more modern Sony first party studio games. Difficulty options range from story, designed to present very minimal challenge to players, through easy, normal, hard, and very hard, each featuring a short text description. The game also supports options for quest pathfinding and waypoint pathfinding, to help players find their way to objectives piece by piece, rather than simply being pointed as the crow flies towards their end goal. We will talk more about this feature a little later in the video. Players can also invert their X or Y axis, change axis sensitivity, tweak aim assist, which again we'll talk about in a bit, set rideable mounts to follow roads, change running between a hold and a toggle, and remap their controls. For audio, players can balance the mix of music, speech, and sound effects, turn on subtitles, but not do much else. And basically the only visual option of note is the ability to alter the game's brightness. While Horizon Zero Dawn covers many of the accessibility basics, what it largely fails at is the specifics. Subtitles, for example, are simply an on and off toggle, and not in any way customizable. It's functional accessibility support, but it's not up to more modern Sony standards. Released five years later on February 18th, 2022, Horizon Forbidden West is a definite improvement on Zero Dawn in terms of offered accessibility support options, but comes with a few emissions that feel odd from a Sony published game, most notably a lack of high contrast mode support. I know that the Horizon series is made by Guerrilla Games, who have never included high contrast mode support in their past titles, and Sony has never said that high contrast mode is an official standard for PlayStation first party software going forward, but the mode's inclusion in most of their recent releases over the past few years makes its absence feel notable here, particularly given the game's overall same colour palette. When lots of in-world elements are very detailed shades of similar colours, high-contrast mode support becomes all the more useful. I have said this in other videos, but the main thing I would love to see from Sony going forwards in terms of accessibility, is predictable standards for their first party studio releases. So, what settings does the game support? Well, alongside Zero Dawn's Quest and Waypoint pathfinding, the game now supports options to make your HUD permanent rather than dynamic. You can also alter what shows up in your HUD, whether or not to receive regular context reminders while playing, toggles for how greatly time slows down while you are selecting items in your weapon wheel, how long time slows down with concentration when you aim a weapon, whether that concentration is triggered automatically or not, whether or not you automatically heal from low health after combat, and whether or not your new glider deploys automatically any time you are in the air. While many of these settings additions are really useful, particularly the options allowing for increased concentration while aiming, and greater slowdown while the weapon wheel is active, others have pretty noticeable issues most notably the quest and waypoint pathfinding, which have been iffy in their execution ever since Zero Dawn. While these accessibility settings work as intended while exploring the overworld, creating a series of smaller waypoints that will lead the player safely along a path to reach progression, so that they can avoid getting lost and stuck during gameplay, these accessibility tools have strange points of omission where they cease to function, Most notably, during dungeons the game turns off this feature entirely, pointing the game as the crow flies towards the exit, and not pointing them piece by piece along that path that will lead them to progression and the exit. It tells them where the exit is, but doesn't show them how to navigate the environment to get there once they're in a dungeon. I understand wanting the player to be forced to engage with the puzzle that is exploring a dungeon, but for players who are using this as an accessibility tool, a use case the developers are definitely aware of as they list the setting in the accessibility settings menu. Having the settings cease to function in dungeons feels really jarring. If a player needs that kind of support to get through a puzzle environment in a dungeon, they should be able to opt into that support, even if you feel like that needs to be a sub option in the settings that is turned on separately, rather than the default. Don't turn off accessibility settings you've offered disabled players arbitrarily. One of the most interesting additions to the game's general settings options is the inclusion of co-pilot mode, a system level accessibility feature on Xbox, where two controllers can be used at once to control the same singular character. This can allow a disabled user to spread out their controls to places that they have better access to, or hand off a second controller to a friend to help them pull off certain in game actions. This is one of Xbox's most interesting accessibility features, and while I would ideally love to see this implemented on PlayStation as a system level feature, I'm glad we've got at least one first party game implementing it as an option. While all of the control tweaking options from Zero Dawn are still present, they come alongside a bunch of new additions too. Players can tweak the intensity of rumble in game, as well as tweaking it on a per source of rumble basis, if certain rumble types are helpful mechanically or particularly distracting. You can also turn off adaptive trigger support on PS5. Forbidden West features aim assist support for players who struggle with shooting enemies, but it works a little differently to other games, in a way that I struggled to understand for a little while. While most games with aim assist will magnetise your aiming reticle to snap to a target point for you, Forbidden West seems to instead correct the course of your arrow mid air to better hit its target. This was not well explained by the game, and as such, I for a while felt like the setting was not functioning as intended. I could see my reticle was not aiming at the correct spot, so I was confused when it still hit its target correctly. This does not feel satisfying in action, even if it is technically making it more likely for me to hit my target correctly. It's an unsatisfying execution of this particular accessibility mechanic. Turned off by default, you can turn on motion controls as an option for fine tuning your aim. All the buttonholes in Forbidden West can be changed to toggles as a single setting, which is really nice to see. For subtitle users, you'll be pleased to know that Forbidden West finally supports subtitle size alteration, as well as the addition of subtitle backgrounds. That said, in a disappointing omission, the game features no overheard subtitles, or closed captions. If you're walking with a main character having a conversation, any smaller NPC characters around you who are having side conversations will not be subtitled. This can lead to some missed flavour text, and even in some cases, characters calling you over to tell you about a side quest being missed. In game audio can now be forced to be mono only, and you can turn off sound effects in game that mimic the effects of Tinnitus. For players with no vision, Horizon Forbidden West disappointingly lacks high contrast mode support, But does feature a setting where climbing annotations are always visible, meaning that at a glance, places that are climbable will be somewhat lightly highlighted. For motion sickness prone players, motion blur and camera shake levels can be tweaked while playing. While Forbidden West features a dedicated accessibility settings menu, listed on the game's main title screen, This menu is made up exclusively of settings that are found in other settings tabs, and omits a few settings that feel like they should come under the remit of accessibility. The only other noticeable change to Horizon Forbidden West compared to Zero Dawn is the inclusion of swimming mechanics, which function fairly well with dedicated buttons for rising or descending while submerged. That said, there is an oxygen meter while underwater, and there is no option in the settings to extend its use or disable the mechanic. With some sections of water needing to be navigated successfully before you run out of air, if you struggle with these underwater segments you may find points that cause progression issues. The game would potentially benefit from accessibility options around this oxygen meter. One other nice feature the game has, which I really appreciated, was the option to set a quest marker which would point you towards where to find items needed for weapon or armour purchases. If there's a specific upgrade you're trying to achieve, or something particularly you want to craft, you can make that its own quest, which really helps to improve the ease with which you can find those items. While Horizon Forbidden West is definitely a step up when compared to Horizon Zero Dawn in terms of accessibility offerings, it doesn't stand toe to toe with the best of the output from Sony first party studios in terms of accessibility. I've been saying this for a while now, but I think that the biggest weakness Sony has in terms of accessibility, particularly when compared to Microsoft, is the lack of consistency of execution. We know that Sony knows how to do these things really well, and that information either isn't being communicated between all first party teams, or. It hasn't been made a mandatory part of how Sony first party studios work on games, and that's not the feeling I get from Microsoft. Microsoft, if they introduce a feature, it's usually system level or it's in all of their first party games going forward. Sony, we're still seeing little things not done quite right that they've done at other studios correctly in the past. As a gamer with a coordination disability, I really appreciate the ability to increase the amount of concentration time where the game slows down time so I can aim, but I wish it went further. I wish that there was an option to make that even longer that period of concentration, maybe just even give me infinite concentration so I can just aim and slow down. This is one of those examples where I think the game has done something really good, but it hasn't done it to the extent that would be most useful for disabled gamers. I'm glad the game supports aim assist, but I wish that the reticle was sort of subtly being moved, to make it look like I was aiming properly at the thing I needed to fire. I get that this aim assist mode they have does work, and it is technically making me hit things, but seeing my reticle not be in the correct place, and watching my projectile sort of curve to hit the target anyway, kind of points out that I'm not really aiming properly, and I know that it gets the same end result, but the best accessibility support makes me feel like I'm playing the game like anyone else, and this just doesn't feel as good to play as other aim assist support I've seen in other games like this. As a gamer with Aphantasia, I wish that the game's support for waypoint pathfinding was more consistently applied, and didn't get turned off during dungeons where They're the most useful point to have them, they're the most difficult environments to navigate your way through piece by piece. I wish that that support didn't get turned off the way that it did, and I wish that the oxygen meter was even considered as an option that players could tweak for accessibility reasons. Having at sometimes narrow margins of being able to sort of go through linear tight environments that if you fail to get through because of a lack of oxygen you're you're not going to be able to progress, That seems like such an obvious place to put accessibility support, and it's weird that it's lacking. I'm glad that we're finally seeing a Sony first party studio step up to the plate and incorporate co-pilot mode, even if I wish that on PlayStation it was more like Xbox where it is a system level feature, but I'm still really glad that we are seeing it full stop in a first party game on a Sony platform. That feels like a really good step forward. Horizon Forbidden West is a step forward for the series in terms of accessibility, but It occupies a weird middle ground. It's certainly a step forward for Guerrilla Games, the developer who created the first game, it is a step forward for them, but I wish that this was up there with the high quality bar that we're seeing from certain other first party Sony studios. It's a step forward for the series, but I want to see a level of consistency applied across Sony's first party output.